0: to cloud unfiltered coming to you live well not live this is actually going to be quite delayed by the time you hear to hear it but coming to you from 2019 KubeCon down in san diego uh, i am thrilled with the guests that i've got lined up for this week our first one as you know was toby from d2iq formerly mesosphere he talked to us about a launch they had this week we're turning in a totally different direction for this next interview and i have to say it's probably the one that i'm most excited about while i'm here It is not going to be a tech deep dive. So if that's what you're in it for, just be warned. But I do think it's something important for all of us to talk about. Uh, First, let me introduce my guest. She's the founder and a psychologist at Growth Coaching Institute. Her name is Jennifer Coolian. Welcome, Jennifer.
1: Thank you, thanks so much for having me.
0: Sure, sure, thank you for sitting down with us. Now, to give some background, the reason I am having Jennifer on today and was interested in her point of view, is that KubeCon is having a group called OSMI. Open Sourcing Mental Illness is hosting a booth here, and it's meant to help folks out that are stressed out while they're at the conference. And before I say anything else that may or may not be incorrect about why, who they are or why they're here, Jennifer, can you give us some background about
1: OSMI? Sure. So, Open Sourcing Mental Illness is a nonprofit organization. We are a group of volunteers that work to bring awareness and resources to the tech community around mental health. So, we do that in a few ways. We conduct and share research around how mental health is impacting this community. We provide resources for individuals to support themselves and for companies to best support their community. And we do this in a few different ways, one of which is by uh, providing speaking engagements to various conferences and events to spread that awareness and you know, sort of normalize the conversation around mental health and break down that stigma.
0: Okay, so in addition to there being
1: a booth, which we'll talk about the purpose of the booth in a moment, you're gonna be speaking at this event. Yes, I am very honored to be invited to my second CubeCon event. I spoke at CubeCon Europe in Barcelona back in May. And, uh, you know, CubeCon has really been dedicated over the last year to addressing this area and providing support for their attendees and their community at the event. So you're
0: not a KubeCon organizer or any of those things, but do you have any insight as to why they brought you in and why they're bringing OSMI in?
1: Yes. So last year at KubeCon Seattle, they the organizers received some feedback that a number of attendees were struggling at the event. So if you look at you know the research that OSMI provides, we know that this Is an area the community struggles with maybe more than the general population and so it's not surprising that when we bring together thousands of people professionals in this community in a very intense environment it can you know bring out some of those anxieties feeling overwhelmed feeling stressed out in addition to a lot of people already struggling with various areas of mental health. So KubeCon moving forward, I am so impressed how receptive they were to this feedback. And since then, they have really gone out of their way to provide as much support as they can for their attendees by bringing in a psychologist uh, to speak on this topic at their events, by partnering with Open Sourcing Mental Illness to provide people to listen if you want to talk or direct you towards resources if you just need a break and need to connect with someone as well as a number of other supports. They're bringing in therapeutic puppies. They have quiet areas. They have coloring areas. I am very impressed that they include the research around how these things support you and why they're beneficial. So just a lot of efforts, you know, at their events this year to support the population that they have come to realize are struggling in this area.
0: I swear I saw meditation or yoga classes on the list too. I don't. I would not
1: be surprised, and that would be amazing. I'm really kind of overwhelmed every time I turn around, there's a new area, a new support that they're offering. I didn't know about the coloring stations, um, (laughs) you know, just saw those walking through the event center. So I would not be surprised, and you know, good for them, again, those are great things to provide to attendees. So you mentioned some statistics in the beginning. How much of
0: the regular population would be as a percentage, do you you have any idea, is struggling with any kind of mental illness at any given time, and is that different from, say, the IT community?
1: Yes, it's a really good question. So from a lot of research over the years, we know that about 20% of the general population is diagnosed with a mental illness, so about one in five people. And from the research that we've been doing over the past few years with open sourcing mental illness, what we've found is that about 50% of this community has been diagnosed with a mental illness. So one thing to keep in mind is that it's an opt-in survey, so there's a degree of reporter bias um, because you can't require a whole community of people to disclose their, uh, their medical issues. Um, But it's safe to say that between 20 and 50% of the tech community has been diagnosed. This does not include all of the people who are struggling and haven't been diagnosed. It does not include all of the people who are struggling that do not meet criteria for a full diagnosis. And it does not include the large number, percentage of people in the community who are struggling with burnout uh, that directly impacts mental, mental health we should
0: all be at the booth and all petting puppies and coloring. I agree. Because I can tell you that, you know, I haven't been diagnosed with any, you know, mental illness issues, but depending on what's going on at home, but when I go to this event or to any conference, honestly, it can have such an impact to suddenly be away from my kids, away from my spouse, away from my pets. If I have a concern about some, I'm missing a child's, you know theatrical event or I'm missing a big sporting event it's got I feel bad I feel bad as a parent I'm questioning myself then I come here you want to perform really well professionally you see all kinds of people coming into I depending on the on the event I feel really stressed at these sometimes and I don't feel I feel super stable in my regular life but something about coming to a conference being away from your regular world I can see how it would have an impact on almost everybody
1: Absolutely, it's an overwhelming scenario, you know, not many of us spend days at a time surrounded by 12,000 people, Yeah, and for a lot of professionals in the tech industry, we stay in our comfort zone a lot, that's what you're speaking to, you know, kind of what you're used to, what makes you happy, surrounding yourself with support. And you remove those people and put them in a very intense, high-stress situation, and it's not surprising that it has an impact on mental health and just, you know, the experience of being at such an event.
0: Yeah, and I also find it has to, it varies greatly depending on which event it is, because if I'm at, I do work for Cisco, so if it's a Cisco Live and I'm traveling to, you know, Barcelona, for instance, was our last one. It, that's fantastic because I'm there with my Cisco Posse. The whole rest of my team is there. We're going to be going to dinners together. It feels, I feel connected. That desire to feel connected is taken care of. Other events I go to, I'm the only one going, I'm representing my team, but I'm the only one there. And it feels very different to suddenly be so alone. And I don't have a dinner date. I don't have somebody to go to all the group, uh, you know, cocktail things with. It's very different. So I, I really feel for somebody who would, you know, I, I feel like all of us probably feel a little bit alone when we're at these events.
1: And and you're speaking as a professional who has a lot of social interaction in your regular day-to-day job, and if you consider the community that we're talking about that's here at KubeCon, a lot of these professionals are very siloed and very isolated and do a lot of work from home, working remotely, or... You know, just the work itself is, is really individualized around them and don't, they don't have a lot of collaboration. And so again, to take someone out of their comfort zone where you know, they, they might have limited social interaction either by choice because that's what they're comfortable doing or just by the nature of the job, to throw someone like that into a group of 12,000 people, especially if they're by themselves and not with people they know, it just sort of heightens the, you know, the challenge of being in that environment. Yeah, I feel like it's asking a lot. So
0: earlier you mentioned some statistics about uh, uh, the mental illness for the regular population, for the tech population, and you talked about the fact that KubeCon is providing all these services. Do you feel that, um, well, in your experience, is what KubeCon's providing unique? Is it pretty standard for tech conferences, for conferences in general these days? What are you
1: seeing as a trend in that area? I think based on my personal experience, and of course I can't speak for conferences around the world because I only attend a select number of those a year, but based on my experience in the last few years in the tech industry, it is extremely unique. KubeCon is making an effort to address this topic based on feedback that they've received and they've invited you know, a psychologist to come in and speak on this topic, and I've seen that Effort grow over the years, I think because the technology industry is starting to realize how much mental health challenges impact their community, they're starting to make this a conversation at their events, which is fantastic. The level that KubeCon is raising that to in the last year really is exceptional, and I have not seen anywhere else So, these added supports of helping, you know, people connect with people to listen and talk to, providing quiet areas, you know, things to actually help how you're feeling at the conference, is really a step beyond what I've seen at other conferences where the focus has been around, let's talk about mental illness, uh, mental health, let's bring someone in who's knowledgeable on this topic and put it out there to more normalize it and have that be a part of the conversation in the industry. KubeCon is really raising the bar around how to support their attendees at their events.
0: Nice, nice, that's good to hear. It's interesting, I know for a while there's been diversity groups with at different open source conferences that I've gone to. They're, they're meant to, you know, cause as a woman or LGBTQ person, you really do feel isolated and different. And I fall into both those categories. You feel very, small. You, you, you're you surrounded by guys, but so I felt taken care of. I've had, there's always special dinners and special this and special that, and we get together and you're like, oh, okay, these are my people. I'm going to look for them for the rest of the conference. But what about all those guys that look like they're regular guys and they look like everything's okay? And you're like, hey, they're just a white male. He's got a great job. He's a smarty pants. He's coding. He's doing whatever. And so I, I do think that's interesting that we've kind of left them out there
1: twisting in the wind mm-hmm. and that they need to be taken care of too. Absolutely, I think this focus around inclusion in this industry, uh, since I've been in working in tech, which I only started in 2015, but since I've been working in this industry, the the conversation around, around inclusion has really just increased and grown, and you do see, you know, um, minority populations that are getting more support and more focus and more attention at various events. It's not surprising to me that mental health is sort of trailing a little bit behind. It usually is for a number of reasons. One that you just spoke to that it's not sort of visibly right in your face. It's it's sort of a hidden challenge that people um, have, and you know there's a big stigma around it where people don't feel comfortable disclosing that information, and that prevents them from connecting with other people, but also reaching out for supports. So I think the effort in tech around making the industry more inclusive, making these events more inclusive is amazing and it's not surprising that we're starting to think about mental health because as I said, it's impacting a lot of people and hopefully this focus around inclusion in general will just continue to grow. There are many other populations out there that are being impacted by various things that I'm not even aware of so hopefully slowly and over time Uh, More attention is drawn to these different populations that would uh, benefit from connecting with each other and you know, receiving some support and awareness around, uh, you know, the differences that people, the differences and the challenges that people are dealing with at any given time. I'm actually going to be working in the OSMI booth later this afternoon. I'm really looking forward to it, and I hope people will come by.
0: But it's funny, I've been to a lot of conferences, and I could see that it would be hard to engage people, especially someone who's not feeling great. It's hard, I think, to reach out, even though I know that's a person working in a mental health booth. Their job is to help me. I still might just walk on by and not have the guts to reach out. What can I do to help connect to that person? And what can anybody listening do? How can we connect?
1: The reality is, is you can't force someone to talk about mental health and you can't force someone to seek out supports if they're struggling. So reaching out and encouraging people to come talk to you is a little tricky because it can turn people off. I think the best way to approach how to support people in this area is to bring more awareness to what is available. So I really like the combination of having me speaking at this event and having the booth with volunteers because I can, in the talk, you know, discuss the value and therapeutic implications of just talking to someone. And then I can refer the people who might identify with that in the audience to the booth, but I would actually discourage people from trying to bring people in and, you know, come talk to me, I'll help, this is what you need. Well, right, it, because we can't actually help. It really, well, you can help, you can help, and we've talked about this, you can provide an ear, which is, you know, hugely valuable. You can direct people to resources, right, which but is we hugely have no training. about, yeah, <laughs> but, you know, even what's being offered by volunteers at the booth is is great and I think will be very helpful. But just like you can't force someone to go to therapy because it won't be effective even if you get them there, you can't really force someone to come talk to you because even if they sit there and talk to you, they're probably not gonna open up, feel comfortable and discuss their issues. So it's really providing the support for the people who are ready for that to come seek you out. Nice, nice. So if you're listening
0: and you feel ready, uh, come by the booth talk to talk to whoever's there. It probably won't be me because I'm only volunteering for an hour at a time. but I do know from having met the other folks who are going to be volunteering they're earnest good folks who really do want to be available and listen to their fellow attendees and connect with their fellow attendees. However you know they can be helpful and they also do want to direct them to the other assets. I, I, I do not want to minimize the puppy thing. I think there is, <laughs> some serious value in having animals available on site.
1: Absolutely. I completely agree. Yeah. I don't know
0: how their, what their proximity is to the OSMI booth, but I hope the puppies are close.
1: It's it's so all the resources and supports are in uh, the same general area. It's across from the exhibition exhibitioners group, across the hallway through the doors and there's a puppy pen and there's the quiet spaces and the places to color and the volunteer booth uh, with listeners. I love that. So in addition to what
0: KubeCon is providing, the last thing I wanna ask you is, if you're here at this event, you're stressed out because of things going on at home or because you're just in a new environment and you don't like being around so many people, what are some steps you can take on your own to try to kind of take care of yourself and get through this week in in as good a shape as possible?
1: I would love to share a few of the things that I highlight, and I'm going to highlight later this afternoon in my talk, because I know everyone listening—not everyone listening to this podcast—will be able to attend that. And I think there are three areas that I really hone in on that I think are very valuable and um, pretty easily accessible compared to, you know, something like going to therapy, finding a, a doctor. So the first thing that I really highlight is sleep. There's a lot of research around the impact that sleep has on mental health. And so if we, you know, whether it's for, you know, taking care of how you feel emotionally or just your productivity and effectiveness at work, there's a lot of data around how making sure you're getting enough sleep impacts both of these things. So while you're at KubeCon, but also while you're at home, You know, it's really important to figure out what is the right amount of sleep for you and to make sure that you are getting that. There is a direct implication of being sleep deprived and how you feel emotionally. Sleep deprivation actually mimics a mental illness. So if you are feeling depressed or anxious, the first thing I usually tell people is make sure you're getting enough sleep because that might correct the problem right away. So make sure you are sleeping enough and I know a lot of you in this industry are not. So that is the first thing that I will highlight. The second thing I'd like to highlight is the importance of unplugging. And if you look online, there are a billion blogs about why unplugging is great. The, the thing that I think and that I like to focus on is really, is really important is the fact that when you unplug you are more likely to go outside, and when you go outside you are more likely to be in nature there is a lot of research around how being in nature impacts the brain and has an effect on mental health and i'm not talking about you know camping in the woods and climbing mountains you know the rocky mountains you can walk down the street and look up at the trees and listen to the birds sing and that is considered being in nature so it has a really interesting impact Uh, after 15 minutes outside Uh, Your cortisol levels throughout your body decrease significantly, this is the stress inducing hormone. Being outside in nature also helps your attention and focus quite a bit. So we understand in tech that there are so many different stimuli that grab our attention and focus can be something that's really hard for a lot of professionals. What we found through research is that when you're in nature, because there are limited numbers of things to focus on, it kind of resets your brain so that after 15 minutes outside you can go back to work and actually have improved concentration. And if you unplug, Another thing that tends to happen or that is more readily available, and that third thing that I just wanna highlight is that you are more likely to connect with someone else. So the act of talking is extremely cathartic. It does not make your problems go away. However, it does tend to take the sting out of it and make it a little bit easier to cope and a little bit easier to reach out and try new things to further address the problem. And there are lots of people to talk to. You know, your manager, your partner, your your therapist, your coach, your volunteers at QCon. <laughs> Forty volunteers who are there to listen to you and engage in a conversation to address, you know, the impact. That this can have on our well being. So, I really like to highlight those three things because whether you are diagnosed with a mental illness or occasionally struggle or struggle at a mild level, these are three things that will have an impact on sort of that whole population um, who would like to further support their or someone else's mental health. So, get some sleep, unplug,
0: go outside, and talk. Perfect. Okay, so yep. I had four, but I think some of them are
1: connected. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. And all of those things you can do while you're at KubeCon. I recommend maybe going back to your hotel to sleep or one of the quiet areas <laughs> at KubeCon. But those are three things that you should be able to access if you are you know, struggling a little bit or a lot at this event. Excellent.
0: Well, thank you so much for uh, sharing that information with me and our listeners and all the folks who are here
1: at KubeCon because I, I think we all need it. Thank you so much for having me and thank you for including this topic in one of your podcasts. As you know from the research that I shared, it impacts a lot of people and so, you know, hopefully this will create a more inclusive environment and atmosphere and community and level of support. So thank you for your attention to this topic. You got it.
0: All right, bye-bye everybody.